appropriate for us as a message. Um, then the only song I can really kind of think of. It's recording. Oh my God. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the very, very first episode of Beauty Unlocked. I'm Carissa Vickis. I'm super excited for you guys to be here, and thank you so much for joining. I cannot tell you guys how many times I've started and stopped this because I'm trying to get used to everything. I have like my notes up, and I didn't realize I was recording as you could hear from the beginning <laughs> but all right i'm just it's gonna um take me a moment to get used to everything so bear with me so we're gonna be taking a look at our society's obsession with physical beauty and i'll be covering an array of topics which i'll be bringing to you every week so let's jump right in so we're going to start with where this concept or the beauty ideals stems from in Western culture. And it actually stems from ancient Greece. Hello. <laughs> and it was someone by the name of Pythagoras, which I think many of many of you are know him. Um, not personally, obviously, because he lived over 2000 years ago. But you might know him for his theorem. But we're not going to be talking about his theorem because that would be extremely boring as it was in high school. But um, we're going to talk about his idea of. So according to Pythagoras, the ideal of beauty was associated to the ideas of symmetry and proportion. And if you think about it today, we actually think of, and this is in air quotes, like the perfect body um, follows certain measurements. So then we dive further into this as scientists believe that we perceive proportional bodies to be more healthy, I, basically more beautiful. We can take a look throughout history that artists and sculptors actually used the ideas of symmetry and proportion. And one artist that comes to mind is the famous Leonardo da Vinci. Now, Leonardo, he drew the famous Vitruvian Man, which, side note, I actually got to see when I was a teacher in Padova. There was an exhibition um, on war machinery that he had designed in, in, well, not in Venice, but it was in Venice, this uh, Ex exhibition at this art gallery and I actually saw the Vitruvian man and I took a picture of it with my iPod but there was no flash and I did it when no one was in the room but anyway that's besides the point I saw the Vitruvian man and Leonardo um, drew the Vitruvian man using the golden ratio so with the math behind it the golden ratio is basically 1.618 so the closer the how would you say the closer the like symmetry of your face is and even of your body the more beautiful it is we go back to ancient greece <laughs> from like the renaissance to ancient greece again but we um look at someone uh, a philosopher plato and he also has something to say about the mathematical concept of beauty now, he says that beauty was classified by a hierarchy. At the bottom, there was the physical beauty, and at the top was beauty itself. Thing is that he, Plato, criticized physical beauty, and he just said that it was pure appearance, which obviously it is. 
but he he added more to it saying that the body is a prison for the soul so beauty didn't just refer to the beauty of the body a beauty of the face which he rejected but he extended it to other moral and civic virtues he goes into it oh my god in this in this dialogue and symposium which really you guys I'll have links to um, to all this like research I did for this stuff like on the website but I was reading like multiple sources on symposium and literally my head was reeling from it so oh man in short symposium talks about yes beauty but it also talks about love I'm not gonna get into it because honestly we could be here for days and I don't think you want to be here for days so basically Plato condemns what we know as pure appearance and he says um it's what condemns us um we're con we're condemned by pure appearance and when you think about it it kind of condemns us today because everybody or everybody yeah everyone um is imprisoned in their own body and but it's what is taken into account and as a consequence this is what people only and really not only not everyone i can't generalize but this is what people care about it's the first thing we see because as visual creatures it's the first thing we see in a person before we speak to them before we get to know them um but the physical aspect it takes it takes over our lives and we become a slave to a society that always tries to find like perfect beauty so that's basically in short i tried to make it as short as possible but that is the beauty ideals and where they stem from so they stem from pythagoras and his mathematical ideas of symmetry and proportion we see it in leonardo da vinci's work as well and then we talked about <laughs> we talked about plato and how he's basically saying that our physical appearance is like a prison because we're more than just that um I did some research and I came up on these statistics. I actually came across a lot of statistics and um, I find statistics riveting. Um, not to say that it like gets me off because it takes a lot more to get me off than just statistics, but I found these um, statistics really um, interesting and it puts things actually into perspective. And again, I'll, um, I'll put links up on the website to where you can like read up more um on if it interests you obviously <laughs> maybe who knows like there's someone that like gets off by um <laughs> by like statistical data so as for statistics i came across uh i came across like dove's statistics on beauty pressures and women and girls calling for a change and then i found um, girls on beauty the new dove research finds low beauty confidence driving eight in ten girls to opt out of future opportunities so but before i fell on dove's research i came on i came across this uh this and it said uh, so i'm just going to read this out <laughs> not in a very boring vo voice i hope but it says according to research survey of 3300 girls and women across 10 countries 90 percent of all women aged 15 to 64 worldwide want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance with body weight rank ooh, that's ooh, with body weight ranking the highest so it says it goes on to say that the, uh, this finding suggests that women's anxiety about their appearance 
is a global phenomenon observed in every country studied from Saudi Arabia to the United States. So beyond body dissatisfaction, a stunning 67% of all women, 15 to 64 um, worldwide, reported that they actually withdrew from life-engaging, life-sustaining activities due to feeling badly about their looks. So these, uh, these activities include giving an opinion, meeting friends, exercising, going to work, going to school, dating, and going to the doctor. Now I'm sure if um, whoever's listening to this, maybe like the two, three people outside of my family that um, might be listening to this, uh, I'm sure that some of you can relate because I can, I can relate to some of these things and um it's it's quite surprising it just it puts a lot into perspective and this is one of the reasons why i actually started this well this project came into my mind actually is that i wanted i i knew that there was there was issues and i've had issues with weight since i was very very young and um and so and it it went well into adulthood and I still struggle with certain things but learning to to love myself one step at a time but um, one of the reasons why I started this project is I wanted to see how deep it goes into our society where it stems stems from the psychology and obviously the consequences and I'll and I'll well I'll be talking about this like more throughout like um, in other episodes not in this episode because you know it's just too much information right now so throughout everything out i will you know um basically be sharing also like my experiences with a lot of these things and i know for a fact and i'll be so happy when people outside of like my family (laughs) actually like you know um tell me and like share with me their experiences about you know um about physical beauty and this kind of like how we're 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 kind of entrapped in a society that just puts a lot of emphasis on it and I want to know like how you guys feel about it uh, but going back to this 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 report talks about also that it's not only through the media um, because it shows also that parental feedback uh, has been identified as an important source um, for conveying social cultural ideals and attitudes about appearance especially like in pre-adolescent girls and they were saying that like it goes on to say that like higher body shame in in um, in girls mothers was associated with lower body esteem in in their daughters and daughters perceptions of how their family like approves of their appearance um, predicts like her body esteem but it found that compared to boys girls exhibited greater body image concern received more information regarding weight and dieting from their parents and tried more actively to stay thin now obviously i don't only want to take like sides here in the sense of like oh the media uh, media only targets girls or just taking it from my perspective because i i want to see it on on from different sides obviously but um and i'm not a boy (laughs) um although i got balls sometimes but they're just a bit, they're located in a different area um, where, instead of where men's balls are located. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's enough personal information about me. Uh, no, but um, of course I want to take, um, I want to, I want to take a look at all like how men and, 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 and young boys are affected also. 
so basically, it, it, it goes on to say that um, that the uh, media doesn't is not the only place like that like promotes. It's also like the role of parents and peers that shows that it's a powerful contributing factor to thin ideals, um, and how it's like pushed on pre-adolescent girls. But the thing is that like we need to remember that our family and our peer groups, they live in the same cultural context as we do. And so of course they're not immune to the exposure, the pressures and internalization of, of physical appearance or what physical appearance, and this is again what physical appearance should be, that's like, you know, in air quotes right there. Going into the media, now we're all exposed to it somehow. Okay, not all of us, again, I'm, I'm kind of generalizing. Some of us are not, but that's the very, very like rare, and that's like very few people that are not exposed to um, today's media. But when when we um, think about it, like we can take the example of Hollywood or you know the movie industry in general, and um, the movie industry is built on fantasy and fairy tales. So. Basically, from the time or the golden age of Hollywood, like actors and actresses were put on a pedestal and they were used as a way and they still are, you know, as a way for us to like escape the our, our mundane existence, I should say. But uh, basically, we're fed an unrealistic world of physical perfection, amongst other things. And for years, you know, Hollywood or the movie industry, the fashion industry, dictated the way we dress and how we should physically look. So we know that like imperfections, blemishes, cellulite and fat didn't exist. Of course it existed, <laughs> you know, they existed since the time of human beings, um, but they they weren't portrayed, they won't, weren't shown. And that's because reality wouldn't sell. You don't wanna show the real, what a real person looks like because it wouldn't sell the product that they're they're advertising now of course recently now the media in a way has kind of changed and sometimes you know uh, like photoshopped images have been leaked and whatnot to show that well guess what like this actress does have cellulite or this actor doesn't have the well let's again air quotes perfect you know six pack or eight pack or I don't know how many packs whatever you know and so we are seeing a change and 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 actors are coming out and saying, well, no, we, we, we don't we don't endorse Photoshop and stuff like that. Um, but but we've seen all these kind of like images and, and we've all come across of them, like, you know, the the photoshopped image and the real image of the model, the the actor, the actress, whoever it is. Um, but basically uh, the movie industry, um, which is a money-driven industry, it merged with another money-making industry, which is the fashion industry, and this dictated um, their f version of physical beauty, and it it has fed and it continues to feed on our insecurities, and it's leaked into other industries as well because all these industries work together. But what we what we kind of forget. And, and I'm one also to forget sometimes, you know, because when you're scrolling on, you know, social media or whatever, you just you, you have a thing of like where you just tend to forget. But and I'm definitely guilty of this for sure. I'm not pointing fingers to any on anyone or to anyone. But it's we, we have a tendency um, of refusing to understand that each and every body is different. And this is what, you know, variety 
variety is the spice of life. I mean, can you imagine if everybody was looking the same? <laughs> it would be pretty boring. But the thing is that like everybody is different and we're being fed via like the media that this unattainable beauty and we're not taking into consideration like people's like morphology is different or their soma somatotype is like different just body shape is different and some of us as much as we work on it we're not going to be ultra curvaceous or have that you know hourglass figure or whatever is in at the moment you know and it, it's it's one of those things that we just have to be kind of realistic and i think we have a tendency of forgetting because we want to escape our world and we go into this kind of fantasy world but what you see on social media or wherever you might see it is that you might see some women or men 10 women 10 men that have like an air quotes similar body types but what you really have to ask yourself is that are they natural okay naturally built like this or have they had alterations and you know i'm not one to like be a pessimist and be judgmental i'm not but for people to have exactly i know realistically that we cannot have the exact same body type as let's say our instagram idols or you know our our, our actors that whatever you know it's just it's just highly unlikely that we'll, we'll ever attain um and of course, I'm all about, you know, having healthy eating patterns. Um, it's all about the mind, soul, um, mind, body and soul connection. Um, so if, of course, you dedicate yourself to working out and, you know, eating healthy, uh, of course, you can achieve whatever you're trying to achieve goals wise. But we 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 as a society and it's not our fault, of course, we have a tendency to want quick fixes. And so we we unfortunately this is the harsh reality of things we prefer to like cut out all the hard parts of going to the gym daily or whatever you know or eating healthily or whatever it is and sometimes we just adopt dangerous habits and i've definitely definitely been um uh i'm definitely guilty of uh adopting dangerous habits you know uh especially in my 20s and whatnot and so that's um basically my rant and rave <laughs> that we can't all be the same and unfortunately we live in a society that kind of pressures us whether we we know it or not there's somehow like pressures that we put on ourselves but it's not our fault and we have to remember that so throughout the course of uh, my research I, I don't remember what I typed in to um google search i really don't remember but it was something about like western beauty standards or I, I don't know culture i don't remember anyway and there was um one of the results that came up was a feminine beauty ideal and it was like a wikipedia article and i was like well thank you wikipedia and i clicked onto it and stuff and the definition of feminine beauty ideal this is how it's um <laughs> this is how it's uh defined so feminine beauty ideal is the socially constructed notion that physical attractiveness is one of women's most important assets and something all women should strive to achieve and maintain. This is where there's going to be a pause. I'm pausing. And this is where I'm going to say, eat my Mediterranean ass. Because honestly, it's... Uh, is one of women's most important assets and something all women should strive to achieve 
and maintain. First of all, seriously, eat my Mediterranean ass. Second of all, fuck off. In all honesty, nothing. when I was reading that, I think I had to read it over and over again. And the only thing that I kept on repeating to myself was, eat my Mediterranean ass, eat my Mediterranean ass, eat my Mediterranean ass. Because I can't, I, I, I just, I couldn't. And after nothing else but eat my Mediterranean ass would come up to my, my, my mind, I continued the article, I continued reading the article, and it was saying the feminine beauty ideal, which also includes female body shape, varies from culture to culture, which we are well aware of. Pressure to conform to a certain definition of beautiful, air quotes, huh, can have psychological effects such as depression, eating disorders, and low self-esteem starting from an adolescent age and continuing into adulthood. Now, um, this is, this I have like a bit of an issue with because it actually begins from pre-adolescence, but all right. And again, it, it continued to say about the feminine beauty ideal and how mass media is one of the most powerful tools for young women and uh, for young girls and women to learn and also understand feminine beauty ideals. So as mass media develops, the way people see feminine beauty ideal changes, which this is why it's referred to as a trend because it's ever changing. Beauty or physical beauty is ever changing. And I actually wrote um, a blog post about it uh, some quite some time ago, about three years ago, I think, about um, beauty through through the ages. So, uh, yeah, so the article says, like, as beauty ideals change, uh, so does, like, fe the female view of how they see themselves. And the one of the ways that, like, media, because apart from how it was magazines and TV, now it's social media. So we no longer idolize the celebrities and the models. Well, we idolize them, but in the sense of it's not only them. Now we have what is known as social media influencers and personalities and we kind of see them as more attainable than movie stars and then it comes like the, the notion comes of like ooh, the girl and guy next door they can have like they have or they can have well they have the hourglass uh, figure and the six-pack because this is the trend now and you know fair enough to each their own everybody knows the effort they put you know on their on themselves and they know their routine they know what they have to do the thing is that we're idolizing them and again we're kind of putting unrealistic expectations on ourselves to look ex exactly like these social media influencers and personalities so again i'm all i'm not a pessimist i'm just being i'm being very realistic it's like i'm all about living a healthier lifestyle my mind body and soul um, but again, I know realistically that, and I, I am someone who goes to the gym, although I haven't been in quite some time cause my back is all sorts of broken at this point. Um, I, I, I've been going to the gym for the past, I think it's like six years and my eating habits are like off again, on again, like good and bad and stuff like that. But, um, I know realistically, again, I'm not going to look a hundred percent like the people I see on social media. And the thing is that, um, I, I just, I think as a culture, we're just putting so much pressure on us. And it's not only about the, the, the way we look and stuff like that. It even goes into the thing of, um, you know, uh, couples 
and and us having like this fantasy like ideal of like again like these social media influencers how their private lives look like so they have the perfect life they're traveling all the time this that you know and again it's like putting unrealistic expectations on ourselves of like kind of comparing our bodies our lifestyles to not not only celebrities but like social media like celebrities so this article also like referenced and said like um about advertisement for products such as diets cosmetics and exercise gear um like they help like the media construct a dream world of hopes and high standards that incorporates the glorification of slenderness and weight loss and this kind of reminds me you know of course when you go on certain websites and i know for a fact now because i've been like researching beauty 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 (laughs) for for this podcast um and you know each website now like it has cookies and you accept or you don't accept but of course like now they they um they look at your search history or what you've like searched and I've noticed obviously like more and more of this kind of cosmetics and and like cosmetic um, advertisements and like exercise like gear and all this is like starting to pop up like in different feeds. So if I'm like on Facebook or even like on Instagram, I see them. Um, But the... um, it's just we, we can't get away from it and I'm not going to be getting away from it for a very long time because I keep on researching different like aspects of physical beauty like you know and whatnot but uh, what I found funny is that I was scrolling on Instagram and all of a sudden there was an ad and it was like it showed like leather and like I don't know it was like even like high-heeled shoes and I have not worn high-heeled shoes in like a very long time but like and it was like whipped and whips and chains dude and I was like I was thinking what website did I go on that Instagram has the need to be showing me an advertisement to go on a website to go buy myself some bra and panties made out of faux leather and and whips and chains I was actually really intrigued I did not click on it because I thought no 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 it's not happening cuz then then I'll you know then it's just going to keep on coming up throughout my like social media like sites but I was like what the hell where did I go that this is what's popping up now on my newsfeed so in continuing with the last bit of research um I I came up across like I said before um Dove and they did um, they did a, a survey basically regarding uh, how beauty pressure is up and women and girls are calling for a change. They did two of that I know of. I'm just gonna speak about this one, and then I'll add the links so that you guys can like um, you guys can take a look at it. But basically, um, the first it started in late 2015, uh, where they conducted a study. Uh, of seven countries and they added another six countries at the beginning of 2016 and they interviewed 6,000 women aged 18 to 64 and 4,500 girls aged 10 to 17 and so basically 13 countries in all and they looked at India the US UK Brazil China Japan Turkey Canada Germany Russia Mexico South Africa and Australia so after interviewing these 10,500 women and girls, it found that women's confidence in their bodies is on a steady decline 
with low body, uh, body esteem becoming a unifying challenge shared by women and girls around the world, regardless of age and geography. Oh, it's getting a bit windy here and um, and the door is creaking. Sorry about that. It's kind of it's kind of like confusing me. They continued by saying that studies done by Dove reveal low self-esteem impacts women and girls ability to release their true potential. So 85% of women and 79% of girls admit they opt out of important life activities when they do not feel confident in the way they look. This is also going back to the other survey that was conducted much earlier in, um, in the 2000s. Uh, so then more than half of women, 69% and girls, 65% allude to pressure from the media and advertisement advertisements to become the world's version of beautiful which is a driving force of appearance anxiety this is this is heartbreaking because although i know it was an issue i didn't i didn't know to what extent it was an issue and when you look at percentages you know um statistical data that apparently gets me off and it might be my fetish um when you look at statistical data it really it it, it goes to show that it is really really a problem and now we have appearance anxiety. Then they continued, the study continues, and they said that the following statistics said that only 4% of women consider themselves beautiful. Only 4%. 11% of girls globally are comfortable with describing themselves as beautiful. 11% of girls. So 4% of women and 11% of girls. This is mind-boggling, and it's, it's, it's truly heartbreaking. 72% of girls feel pressure to be beautiful, 72%. I know I keep repeating myself, but it's just, it's just too much sometimes. 80% of women agree that every woman has something about her that is beautiful, but do not see their own beauty. 80% say, 80% of women agree that there's something else beautiful in another woman, but they don't see their own beauty. And that 54% of women agree that when it comes to how they look, they are their own own worst beauty critics um yeah no this is uh this is where sometimes i'm just kind of left speechless because it it's um it's sad that it is a globe it's a global problem i mean fair enough dove only conducted um this um this study with 13 countries only 13 countries but out of those 13 countries you just think what the hell is happening with the worst uh, the, the 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 rest of the world um which is it's it's really like heartbreaking yeah no i mean i i don't even know what to say because i'm so speechless um but apparently on the bright side of this study said despite um there is a strong desire among females to challenge existing beauty norms with 71 percent of women and 67 percent of girls calling for the media to do a better job portraying women of diverse physical appearance, age, race, shape, and size. So with that study, keep that study in mind. I know it was like so many numbers. I totally understand. I mean, I have to go back and forth actually because I, I can't remember exactly the numbers, but um, I can say that we can see that there has been a change and there is a rise in body positivity and we can see diversity particularly in the last 10 years. Now, I know that Dove conducted this research in the last uh, four to five years, um, but I think that 
um, there is a rise. We can definitely see the diversity. Uh, and I think that this is due to um, the, the popularity of various social media platforms and people are more in control of what is being presented. And I think, uh, you know, whether it be the entertainment industry, the fashion industry, the beauty industry, it, it's, it's, it's not just them kind of force feeding us their ideal of physical beauty. I think now they're seeing that people are sick and tired of that and they're showing we're all showing our own beauty and and we're showing diversity that it's not just one color one uh eye color one whatever color one body shape and everything there is definitely definitely more of a diversity you can even see artists such as lizzo personally love her i'm not the only one obviously but she is she is spreading that body positivity um around and there's so many other artists that right now i completely went blank because I love Lizzo and I just I went blank. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, there, there's definitely and I think it's because of, of, of the control we have to a certain extent of, on social media um, that that there is diversity. There is a change. We can't deny the fact and I'm not a Debbie Downer in saying that, you know, there hasn't been a change whatsoever. Um, the thing is that with the statistics, especially that they were done four or five years ago, it's it's frightening and it's sad and we're still we still have psychological effects uh this this was talking about um appearance anxiety and saying that appearance anxiety hasn't um it's it's always existed since the time we've been force fed what we should look like and whatnot um and so it's it's just sad you know the, the statistics um, and the thing is that like, the majority of us are still trying to come to terms like with the psychological trauma. I know this is like weird to say, but it is psychological trauma that we've endured for so long about like society's ideals of these ever changing beauty standards. So there is a change. I'm not arguing against that. And that's very good. And it's also there is there is also like a light being shown on the psychological effects of all this pressure that society puts on every single person it's i mean there's no there's no escaping it really to come to the end of everything <laughs> basically we can see from the beginning when i i mentioned you know about like the beauty ideals like you know stemming from ancient greece and pythagoras and you know seeing the golden ratio um there's still there's still like certain stereotypes that we haven't been able to kind of shake off since the time of the ancient Greeks, you know, when they came up with like the ideal like body and stuff. And if you've ever heard like, oh, he's built like a Greek god, hint, hint. But uh, it still survives to this day. It's it's like strongly rooted in our mind, even though there's like a shift. It's it's strongly rooted in, in our minds and in civilization. That stereotype is, well, you know, a man is handsome if he's slim and muscular, and if he has a vigorous physique, he's considered, uh, like, he's, ex you know, he's considered attractive and virile, and, you know, the female body is considered beautiful if it's got a firm butt, firm breasts. And, and we can still see it because there's still some people, even with all this bo body positivity, there are still some haters out there that are hating and are judging people for their appearance without thinking or empathizing or trying to understand 
that's why I, I always say like don't judge a, a book by its cover you don't know what that person is going through you don't know the reasons why you know i mean and and also if you are judging someone that means that you have issues yourself um so always like outwardly like hating on others judging others is also a reflection of what we don't love and accept within ourselves oh i feel like i'm one of those like that was kind of one of those moments of ooh ah <laughs> so yeah but no it's it's seriously we're not perfect we're not meant to be perfect and we have to i mean i know it's easier it's easier said than done because obviously it's it's a struggle i deal with on a daily basis myself is i don't judge people because i don't know i don't know their story i don't know what's happening people don't know my story so that's why I tend not to judge. I don't give an opinion on people's like physical ap uh, appearance um, because it's not my place, although it's been done countless amounts of, of times. And I, I'm sure everybody can definitely um, relate. It's, do it's done constantly like towards me. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> did I ask for your opinion? I think not, but okay, whatever. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and most of the time I hear it from one side, like it goes from one ear and out the other, because I can't, I can't be bothered anymore to like live up to like society's ideals of this is what you should do, and this is what you should look like, and this is how you should act. But you know what? Um, suck my invisible balls. That's what I say. I, I seriously don't care anymore. Um, so yeah, on that note, um, just love one another, love yourselves, I know, like just spread positivity, spread love and light. I'm all about the love and light. I'm all about those cuddly hugs. I might, I might not look like I'm cuddly, but I'm definitely am cuddly and huggable. That's just, you know, you'll, you'll get to know me slowly, slowly. But anyway, on that note, thank you so much, you guys, for listening to me and my ranting and raving. I hope you enjoyed this very first episode. I promise that um, future episodes won't be so heavy on, um, well, statistical data, or should I say percentages, although I think, I think I found my new fetish, you know, statistical data. But okay, so thank you so much. Um, actually, I just, I'm trying to, like I said, uh, deal with everything and I'm putting stuff up and, you know, getting the website together. I've actually created a Facebook group so you can find me um, on Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. Uh, there, it's a, a private group and I just want to spread love, positivity. I want to share like news on articles that we read about such things, you know, um, it's a it's a safe space. And, you know, I don't want people to be it's not a group for for haters. If anybody hates, they'll be immediately like kicked out. I'm not into like spreading hate. I'm into spreading love and light. And so it's a place where you can just like share articles or things like findings that you come across like on the web about anything to do with uh, beauty or, you know, psychological effects of beauty and whatnot. So definitely like join the Facebook group and send me your stories. You know, I would love to hear from you guys, get to know you guys so much better. 
um, definitely want to create like a family atmosphere. So you guys can also send me like emails at beautyunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. And um, definitely be hearing. You'll definitely, sorry, be hearing from me next week. So love you guys. Take care and be safe. Bye.